Greetings everyone, I am Damon Lane and this is Logic Lane. Greetings, everybody. As you just heard, this is Logic Lane. I am Damon Lane. Let's get right into this. Uh, we're going to go right off the top into this day in history. I've skipped a few days, but it's fine. First thing I want to get to, in 1947, after 50 years, Jackie Robinson breaks the color barrier by becoming the first African-American to play baseball for a professional ball team. Pretty cool. What's even cooler is 50 years to the day later in 97, the Major League Baseball Association decided to retire his number. So that's cool. Very, very rare does that happen on a major league level, but it's really cool. Really neat that it happened. Anyway, uh, this day as well, uh, the Titanic sunk. Oh boy, I really wish I could remember the year. 1912? Maybe? Something like that. 1912? Somewhere around there. It's over 100 years anyway, and it's still, you know, fairly... Well, it's not in the greatest shape, but it's it's still salvageable, where they can go down and salvage pieces off of it and do stuff with it, make documentaries and whatnot, so I guess that's something. And as I reported yesterday, Lincoln was shot yesterday in history. Today was the day he died. So there's that, a little follow-up. Jumping into other things, uh, I wanted to talk, I don't know if everybody's heard about this stuff. Um, Kyle Larson is a professional NASCAR driver who last weekend made a slur and it's he did it well. he thought, I believe he thought he was off or his mic was uh, was was not hot. It was off. It wasn't in use. And he made a comment to his spotter, who was a white guy, and he used the N word. Well, this had people up in arms. He didn't realize the mic was hot. He apologized right away, even though he lost one sponsor. Uh, his his the owner that owns the team. And I don't know if it was the owner, if it was the team, whatever. He was, he was required to go to sensitivity training. So that was on the docket. He apologized, had to go to sensitivity training. Then he ended up losing additional sponsors. And as those sponsors pulled out and moved away from him, distancing themselves, the owner decided to fire him and let him go. Released from his contract, he is gone. So that's a thing, it happened. I mean, one little word can do a lot of damage apparently. You know, I mean, I guess we know this in today's society. You say one little wrong word and your career and everything you've worked so hard for is completely over. You made one little mistake and it's the end of the world. Because we're all about jumping off and off of the, the tallest mountain, tallest mountain, tallest mountain, and making a big giant deal over something that really, you know, was a simple slip. 
not long ago, a guy was removed from work, let go, forced into early retirement, I guess. I don't know what the deal ended up being, but he didn't come to work anymore because he was joking around with some guys. And a person of that color was there and also laughed, thought it was funny. I mean, he was not going out of his way to slander some one person or even a race of people, but he was gone. So maybe the next time I hear the word cracker, I should throw my arms up in the air and go ape shit on somebody and sue, 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 sue until they have no more money left and are fired. Maybe, maybe that's fair. I mean, we're all about equal rights. Maybe that's okay. Maybe, maybe I can do that then. I'm sure there'll be a million people up in arms calling me an ass for doing the same thing that many others have done. Now, there is an additional little tidbit to this Kyle Larson story. After it was already announced that he's out of there, he's gone, he no longer has a career, at least for now, a Major League Baseball pitcher, since, you know, they're out of work, they're not playing ball right now, this Yahoo decides to get up on the stage and make a name for himself. Uh, Marcus Stroman, Stroman, I don't know what his real name is. It's it's something like that. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he pitched in like Toronto or Tampa or someplace like that and ended up in New York. So right away, this guy thinks he can be a punk and talk trash. So what's this guy do? Instead of just ignoring it and letting it go away, it's already got enough media. The guy's already been crucified. No. Since you're African-American, you need to get into the limelight. You're not pitching. You're not making a big name for yourself on the diamond right now. So you need to stand up and get on TV and make news and waves however you possibly can because you need to get that 15 seconds of fame. So you stand up and threaten to kick his ass. You want to fight him. You want to beat his ass. What the fuck good is that going to come? What What's going to come out of that that's any kind of good? It's going to be a black guy and a white guy squaring off one-on-one, a NASCAR driver versus a pitcher. What the hell good is that? Nobody wants to see that shit. That's stupid is all that is, is you are screaming that you are stupid. And I urge fantasy players around the globe to not have this guy on your fantasy team. You know, a a quiet little protest, it's about all we can do, because the major leagues, this guy brings in money, he's a decent pitcher, so there's a potential, and you're already paying him a buttload of money, you're hoping he's going to put butts in seats, you need the money, you need the income more than ever right now, so you're going to let this guy say whatever he wants, and he's still going to play for you, so you're not going to get rid of him, but we as a whole in the fantasy community can So, Marcus Stroman, you can piss off. All you're doing is fanning the flames, and it's not necessary here. Go away. I got a boat for you in case you're needing a place to go. I've got a boat for you to get on, and and there's already some people there. Sure, they'll welcome you with open arms. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of stuff going on in the news with this COVID. A lot of people want it to be over. A lot of people want it to keep going. 
and there's political agendas all over the hell. They're everywhere. Right now, they're shit. Every time you turn around, there's political agenda behind it. That being the case, let's go to Michigan, where a tyrannical governor, Democrat, by the way, has decided to pretty much ban everything in this state and make everything against the law right now with a very few exceptions. The very few exceptions are marijuana, lottery, and weed. Oh no, not weed. Booze. <laughs> I already said weed. Mary Jane, booze, or alcohol, and lottery. It's the only thing you can do. It's the only thing that's considered essential. She was on the news uh, this morning, I believe, maybe yesterday, claiming that you are not allowed to buy paint. It's not okay to paint your house right now. You can't garden. You can't take care of anything around the house right now. It's all bad. Now, if this isn't a clear-cut case of someone overstepping their bounds and abusing what power they have, I don't know what is. This lady has got a taste for her power. A little bit of power that comes with the office, which shouldn't be that powerful, but in this current situation we're in, has turned out to be quite powerful for some governors. And I will bet you damn near anything, it will be near impossible to get rid of these people. They will ban everything. I wouldn't be surprised if this tyrannical governor in Michigan, that she'll de decide to ban elections, ban people at the polling booths. And hell, I wouldn't be surprised she secedes from the union to form Michigan the country. I mean, that might be extreme, but I mean, there's a lot of bullshit extreme shit she's already doing. People are up in arms. I guess 100,000 people band together and were uh, caused a shutdown in the streets, a big uh, a gridlock for like 10 hours, something like that. Good. You know, I hope they were competing or, or, or maintaining their, their six foot distances so nobody gets sick over this, but... At what point do we pull the pin and say it's enough? It's time to stop being stupid. It's time to let it out. And here's the thing. We did this to ourselves. We can't blame China. I mean, we can. They re unleashed a devastating illness and virus that's sweeping the world. Okay, that's great. But we didn't have to quarantine ourselves. I mean, I'm saying that it's, it is still a good thing that we did a lot of these measures, but we need to know when it's the best time to get the hell out. We cannot stay locked up forever. Shit costs money. Those little checks that we got from Trump and, and his party are great for a little while. They certainly take the sting out of being out of work, but it, they ain't going to last forever. Let's just say that. They're not going to last forever. We're still going to have a power company, gas company. You're going to have groceries that you're going to need to eat. You're going to have to have all these things are going to cost money. They still do. You've got to go out and deal with this stuff. So there's that. 
it, it's it's stuff that needs to get looked at. I mean, we have to think about getting the hell out of our houses at some point and resuming our lives. Our economy was doing pretty damn good, according to me and a lot of others. I mean, I'm sure there's some Trump haters that will tell you that freaking economy was in the tank. But there was a lot of people that had jobs. The unemployment was down considerably. And now it's turned around because we've had to lock down. We can't work. All these businesses are not coming back. There's going to be so many people out of work because of this. We need to turn the shit around. And if we don't do it soon, our country is fucked with a capital F. So that's something we really, really need to think about. I get it. You know what? Here's the thing. I would say if I'm president, I'm going to tell all of the constituents across the globe. Here's the thing, people. We are at this date, May 1st, May 2nd, whatever day is Monday. Everybody's free to go out and resume your lives. However, if there's some of you that are still worried and scared to death of this virus, don't leave your house. Fine, stay in. But it will no longer be a law to keep your ass pent up. All of these bullshit bans are now lifted. And since I don't have ultimate power and can't make your governors do this, I urge all of them to follow my lead and do as I just stated. Now, in the event that this were to happen, just as I stated, it would fall on the governor's asses to do what's right for their people in their states. And I got to tell you, I know there's going to be a lot of Democrats that are going to be fighting and fighting and fighting and saying, no, this is not right. I'm, pe I'm keeping my people safe. I'm not letting them out. Okay, that might be what you're saying to us, but behind closed doors, is this a political thing, maybe? I think it may be. I would bet your ass that just about every governor of every red state who happens to be a red Republican himself is going to pull those gates open wide as soon as he's told to do so. He ain't going to argue. He's going to open them up and say, here you go, people. Have at it. If you want to go, we're not holding you back anymore. Cops, you go back to doing your normal everyday stuff. Stop freaking badgering our people. It's time to let this shit go. It's time to do what's right and forge ahead. And this is going to cost a lot of governors of blue states their elections coming up because they're going to fight and fight and fight. Now, on the flip side, let's play devil's advocate. On the flip side, if there's a major resurgence, once the ban is lifted and everybody's allowed to go out and suddenly we got a triple dose of this shit, now everybody's getting sick and the economy doesn't rebound, well, then Trump's screwed. <laughs> but then you got governors who have dug in their feet in their blue states, and now those states get bluer, probably. I mean, it's popular opinion, and it's it's a gamble. It really is. So, I mean, if you're if you're in politics, you gotta you gotta really think that your guy is is got the right info to tell you, and you're a hundred percent believing in this guy that he's right, and this is going to happen the way you want it to, and you act accordingly. It's goddamn sad, though, that we're leaning on this is political my god it's it's a freaking virus it's killing people 
Now, it's not unlike any other damn virus or bacteria or any other flu. There's a lot of other things that kill more people than this shit has. Now, I could argue again that maybe it hasn't killed as many people as it as it as all these others because of the steps that we took. So you could go either way. But once again, it's still a political thing. And, it, you know, it's sad that it's it, that our country and that our world is is come to that, that everything is a political freaking direction. Everything has a political ploy, everything. And it's maddening to me. All right, now that I we've had that, I'm going to jump to some different things. Get off Corona a little bit. It's kind of bugging me. Um, I'm going to jump into some, some different stuff. Let's talk some funny stuff here. Um, you know, I'm going to tell you a little story. Something that happened a night at work. Now, I've told you before, I work in a prison setting. And I happen to pull the short straw tonight and have to do a room search in which we expected to find contraband there. Now, for those of you that don't know, contraband is shit that prisoners are not allowed to have on the inside. It's de- it's banned inside, kind of like these governors. But you know, let's not go there right now. Let's just call it, and it's called contraband, that's the term that's used, for stuff that we deem illegal inside the facility. So we go up, we search each, each uh, inmate, they're roommates, so you have to search them both, make sure they don't have anything on them before you go in and rip through their room. Now, getting through the room, I'm well back up, and in searching the one, this guy, I gotta say, there's very few inmates that will fall on the sword, so to speak, and give up all the hiding places in the room and what he has in there, and he's sorry, and all of these things, but that's what this guy did right out the gate. I have this, I have that, I have this, that, and the other thing. And you're going to find it all here, and I'll even show you where it is. (laughs) Made my job a little easier. Even apologized for the mess that he had in his room. And I got to tell you, you know, some of these inmates I've been very impressed with can really have one of the cleanest rooms I've ever seen. And then there are the most horrible slobs I've ever seen. Unfortunately for me, this guy was one of the slobbier ones. Real mess. Couldn't believe the amount of trash that I pulled out of that room. Did him a favor, by the way. Anyway, find some stuff. Now, we we refer to it as hooch. It's alcohol. Now, he only had one little bottle of this stuff, a 20-ounce Coke bottle. And it was pretty well full up. I mean, it wasn't all the way to the top, but you can't do that. Otherwise, it will build pressure. Anybody who's ever made or brewed their own home alcohol on any kind of a scale, even small, even if you're brewing a little bit of meat, you know, less than a gallon that's legal in a lot of states, it takes a lot of time and you have to be able to burp the gases out. Otherwise, you have a little ticking time bomb, which will be a goddamn mess. And I will tell you, let, let, let's see, this hooch that we call hooch, prison hooch, is stuff that's made predominantly from orange juice or oranges squeezed, probably a little bit of water, but I think most of these guys try to keep it as thick as they can. They add bread and they crumble up bread and stick it in there, which is really nasty, but it, it gives you the yeast 
And then you add sugar packets um, because you've already got the acidic orange. You've already got the the yeast in the bread. And then you add the sugar that you can add or, you know, some guys have used grape jelly, any kind of jelly that's got sugar in it. They use all of this. They pack it into this little bottle and they keep adding and adding and adding to it until they got a, 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 a decent amount in there. And then they cap it off and let it do its thing. Let it sit in there and ferment. The problem is you end up with this orange sludge with chunks of nasty, soggy bread in it. Now, how anybody can drink this shit is beyond me. It's disgusting to even smell. However, we secure it. We take it to a place. We're going to turn it into an evidence situation so he can be, you know, brought up on whatever charges we're going to bring him up on. Because it's illegal to have there. You can't have it. It's banned. But we're required to, for safety's sake, we have to dump it and keep just a very little amount so it can be tested for alcohol to be proven. So in going in, we go in there and, and I'm with a, a newer uh, uh, guard. And we go in there and we start dumping it in the sink. And right away, I'm thinking to myself, that was a mistake. Probably should have went right for the toilet on this one. Because I, I guess I didn't realize how many chunks of bread were still in this thing that it started to clog up the sink. Well, we're in there doing the thing, working at the sink, and there's a second sink, and it's it's the bathroom area. So there's there's a couple of urinals, a couple of uh, commodes, toilets, what have you. And there's one guy comes in, he's another guard, and then another guy comes in who's part of the clinical team, a psychiatrist or something. I don't know. Well, he's kind of a pill, this guy. Well, he comes in, they he goes into one area, they use they do their business. The other guard comes in, washes his hands, looks in, says, oh, fun time. And then off he goes, washes, dries, and out he goes. Well, little Mr. Skippy, the uh, the doctor here guy, walks over and looks, says, something wrong with the sink? Now he can see that there's shit in the sink. Why would you ask me that? You're a doctor. You're supposed to be intelligent. Clearly you're not. Maybe you got your doctorate out of a Cracker Jack box. For those of you that don't know what a Cracker Jack box is, you may be younger. Most of my audience is 40 plus, but there are a few of you that are very young in the teens. May not know a Cracker Jack. Just Google it. Save us all the time. Anyway, it was it was just a simple something that I needed to... I wanted to say to this guy, but he's like, something wrong with the sink? And I... I didn't even hesitate. I was snotty right back to this ass. And I said, yep, but there's a sink right there. Enjoy. <laughs> and I wish I could have freaking said it better, but I'm pretty confident that how it came out was pretty condescending enough because he came up and was condescending to me. I felt he was kind of a dick talking down because he's this higher perch than the rest of us because we're lowly guards. He's somebody important. Not really. But he thinks he is. And he acted all hoity-toity, and I don't appreciate that shit. Anyway, he finally fucking leaves. I finally say, okay, I'm going to be sitting here forever to wait for this shit to drain. So, I grab a few paper towels. I scoop the shit out of there, get it out of the sink. We rinse out the sink, get that back to normal. And then we flush the shit and get rid of it. 
Now, I was wearing gloves the entire time. I'm not stupid. So that in case you were wondering and going, oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, it didn't feel good even, even through gloves and paper towel, but it needed to get out of there. We made a mistake. We fixed it, corrected, and moved on. So anyway, that was the story there. Kind of funny. Kind of dickish, you know. We had a dick doctor. Dr. Dickhead, maybe, we can call him. But real prick. I didn't, I didn't enjoy that. Well, I enjoyed what I said to him, but I didn't enjoy him fucking talking down like that. Something wrong with the sink? <laughs> yeah, but there's another one right there, buddy. Have at it. Jesus, my God, what a dick. No shit, Sherlock. I didn't fucking know that there was something wrong. There's two of us standing in front of it, working on the issue. Move along. Fucker. <laughs>
so that everybody else could stay home would be a little bit nice for a little something for the effort. Now, anyway, watching these commercials, there's this commercial. God, there's so many of them. I ain't going to select any specific one, but there's so many of them. And even billboards and, and local businesses that say, over 350 years of experience. Bullshit. Bullshit. Rewind back 350 years. Tell me there was an insurance company 350 years ago. I don't think so, dickhead. Didn't happen. You're telling me in the 1600s there was insurance companies? I don't think so. Nope. Uh-uh. Now, most of them are 100, 150 years. More believable. But how come I've never heard of you until a couple of weeks ago? You just formed. In fact, you're telling me you, we have over 150 years of experience. And what you're really saying, if you look, and anybody that looks at these little places and find out, oh, well, they've been open since 1965. Well, how do they have 150 years if they've been around since 65? Well, really, they've only been around for, what, 55 years? How do they have, where are they getting the extra 95? Do they not know how to add? Maybe they were raised in Common Core math? Perhaps, but perhaps, here's what it is. The age of everybody and the amount of years that each individual that works at this place that have experience in this said field all totaled up together, added to when the business was founded, that gives you your 150 years experience, which is misleading as hell. If I'm going to hire a lawyer, I want to hire, you know, a law firm that, you know, I mean, we're saying lawyers, just off the top of my head, we'll go with them because, you know, a law firm that has over 100 years of experience, I want to have one that's been around and knows their shit inside and out. Now, do you think I'm going to find a 140-year-old lawyer? No. Not going to happen. No, I'm going to find a bunch of 40-year-olds, maybe some 30s, even some young 20-year-old 20, 20 guys that have passed the bar and are, are new and young and ready to roll. And they all may tally up to be 100 years of experience. But am I getting a lawyer with 100 years under his belt? Nope. So a lot of things are misleading. I mean, you got to look around. You really got to look around. You know, we talked about news articles, you know, in the past. We talked about people saying, do your research. It's hard to do research on news articles because there's as many news articles saying the same thing. There's as many news articles saying the same thing in the reverse of what you just read in these other ones. And none of them, all of them are out to make money. None of them are there. News today isn't what it used to be. Sure, around a major event like 9-11 or a major stock market crash or some major, major world event, you might get some decent news. You might get some interesting things. Man lands on the moon. I'm sure the freaking newscasts were great then. They were entertaining. They were great. They were informative. Nowadays, you've got a good handful of them with nothing but liberal bias. And you've got a handful of them that say they're fair and balanced, but are nothing but conservative bias, you can't watch any of these and actually get 
any sense whatsoever of accuracy. They're all skewed to their listener base. Every one of them. So don't tell me this one's fair and balanced. This one's better. This one's bullshit. And don't tell me that, oh, oh my God, this news station, you can't listen to this. They're terrible. They're not. They lie all the time. Don't fucking tell me that when you watch this other one that's just as bad in the other direction. They're all crap. But here's the thing. They're entertainment. That's all they are now. It's entertainment. It's something for you to watch. And you know what? With you watching, they're making money. You want to make the news outlets go away and stop being a major freaking uh, uh, supporter of one party or another? You want to stop that? We all have to band together and stop fucking turning on the news. Start watching ESPN. Start watching sports. Those guys are already paid an insane amount of money to play a fucking game, and we watch the shit. We piss and moan about all how horrible prices are to get into these freaking stadiums and whatnot when they're open and not shut down by a fucking virus. Insanity. But we don't stop going. We keep paying the shit. The shit will never change if we keep doing what we're doing. Come on, people. We talked about this. It's insanity. It's the definition. We have to change the narrative. The narrative has to be changed. We have to change the entire way we do things if we want things to change. It's simple, but so many people are just freaking just soldered to their seats. They don't want to get off their dead asses and make a difference. They don't care. They're just, eh, whatever, somebody else will do it. Our country has become so goddamn lazy. And we just don't care anymore. We just rather, whatever, I'll be fine. I'll live my little life and it's fine. And a lot of people say that. It's fine. I, I'll just turn off the news. I don't need to know what's going on. I don't need to know what's going on in, in, you know, around me. It's fine. I don't need to know what's illegal, what's not. I don't care. It doesn't matter. I'll just live my little life here and a little quiet and just be happy. Okay, fine. But when there's so many people that are doing the same thing, is that helpful? Is it beneficial to mankind? No. So what do we do? I bet your story would change if you're this little guy that says, you know what? I just want to be by myself. Going to be away from everybody. Going to do my own thing and not care. It's just going to be fine. I'll be okay. What happens when the shit falls onto your doorstep? Next thing you know, you got people up your ass moving in. Big giant businesses are building freaking businesses on top of where your little land is. You've been kicked off your land. You're out the door. Out you go. What then? You're going to start paying attention then or are you just going to be walked on? What happens when the world is at your doorstep and you don't know shit about it? What happens? Yeah, you're going to you're going to lose. You are going to lose this game. And it's going to be over. That's it for you. Now, I'm, I'm going to talk another another direction here, you know. I don't know what a, uh, that a lot of people know what the circadian rhythm is. I'm going to go into a little bit about that and it's, it's there's some conspiracies here, but the circadian rhythm is something that scientists refer to and Making it very simple, it's a body clock. 
Um, and in explaining this a little bit more, people who find a lot more energy in the morning and during the day than others, some others find it at night. This is what's called light, a circadian light rhythm, a dark rhythm or a night rhythm. People tend to be in tune with different rhythms and there's vibrations that we all give. We're all electrical beings, whether you know, know it or not, we all give off energy. Whether you can see it or not, it actually does happen. You know, there you go, do a little research. <laughs> now, the circadian rhythm exists in all life on Earth and on many other planets as well, once they find life there, I'm sure. It's the stuff that's put into us when our planet exploded and became a planet and conglomeration of stars and pieces off all these celestial bodies that blew up. Well, I'm not going to get too crazy into uh, astrology and astronomy. It's, it's something that I enjoy, but I wanted to bring this thought. Our circadian rhythm doesn't match up. We have one that's a little bit longer than the 24-hour period that we have here on Earth. Earth runs on approximately 24-hour period or time. Okay, We all know that. We all accept it. 12 hours a day, approximately. 12 hours a night, approximately. Now, the circadian rhythm found in humans tends to be either a little less than the 24 hours, somewhere around 23 and a half or 24 and a half. It, it varies per person. This is why it can be somewhat hard to sleep sometimes. You can find it and, you know, they, <laughs> another great concept is you've got teenagers that you think, oh my God, they sleep all day. Well, it takes time for your circadian rhythm to find a perfect sink. And there are many reasons. There's many, many reasons that scientists believe in. There's also questions and theories about a lot of other things. Here's, here's a good theory for you that the astronaut theorists or ancient astronaut theorists are running with right now. And they believe that the reason the human circadian rhythm is off is that the race of humankind didn't come from here, didn't originate on Earth. What's a step interesting more is that Mars circadian rhythm is approximately 24 hours and 39 minutes. Very, very closely matches humankind. So I ask you, is it possible that we all our distant ancestors originated on Mars and drove that planet, lived there for so long, may have been a, a planet just similar to Earth. A lot of scientists believe so. And we burned it out either by destroying the ozone, doing what we do like viruses that we are, that we infect a world and before long destroy it. Maybe Earth is going to look like Mars in a couple hundred thousand years or even shorter, who knows? But it's just something to think about, you know? I'm not out there saying, oh, we need to be super green. Everything needs to be green, 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 green. I'm not out there thumping that. But, you know, maybe be a little bit mindful. Maybe it's a good idea to throw trash in the trash, recycling and recycling. 
long as you don't have a dickhead recycling guy like I got, you recycle the wrong thing, he's going to leave a nasty little letter on it for you. And he'll throw it on your lawn instead of putting it in the trash can, which is freaking like 38 centimeters from his damn recycle bin. Dickhead. Anyway, an additional thought to the circadian rhythm. Humans are one of two species on this planet that have a different, or, or let's say, a circadian rhythm that's not in rhythm with the Earth so much. The other, building a little suspense here, octopus. The octopus is, is thought by many right now to be an alien species. And who, who knows? Who's to say that a comet couldn't have hit Earth billions of years ago and melted into the oceans and this creature was on it and made a life here? Fascinating stuff. I urge you all, to, if, you, if you thought that little tidbit of circadian rhythm, it's spelled C-I-R-C-A-D-I-U-M. Circadian rhythm, or circadian rhythm. It's almost like Canadian. Well, maybe the guy who came up with the term was Canadian. So, C-I-R-C-A-D, uh, you type in that, you're going to get circadian rhythm. It's going to pop up. You can do a lot of research. There's a ton on it, and it's really interesting. There's even, even, a, even a document written by a scientist that said, you know what, have trouble sleeping here on Earth? Try Mars. Your circadian rhythm matches up quite possibly with it. A lot better than it does here. You might sleep perfectly, and you'll get another 39 minutes of sleep. <laughs> So anyway, that's something to think about. Just throwing it out there, something something to talk about. Um, yeah, so I think that's a good place to end tonight. Um, episode, what were we, 16 tonight? So yeah, we're just, just kicking it right along down the road, having a good time. Appreciate everybody being here. It's been great again. I had a lot of fun. I continue to enjoy myself, and I really hope you do as well. Thanks, everybody, again for coming. We'll talk to you again soon. All music used in this podcast was provided by Joseph McDade. Find him at josephmcdade.com.